Welcome, welcome, welcome to another, another episode of John and His Laptop, brought to you by Arby's. Arby's, we have the meats. Um, all right, so I wanted to get a jump, jump start on the week instead of waiting for the weekend, um, initially because I wanted to uh, talk about the Thursday night football game. But um, some of that's changed because I don't know if anybody's been following this, but um, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys. It's like some they're having some sort of COVID outbreak. So McCarthy's not going to be coaching. Some of the players are out and stuff. So um, I really liked the Saints early on before all of this stuff started coming out. But now I really don't, really don't have an opinion on the matter. So um, you know, I kind of, kind of backfire. But whatever, you know, I have uh, work on Saturday anyway, so it's going to be tough to find uh, the time to do this anyway. So um, just going to do it today. Um, you know, again, I'm just my goal is to do it just once a week. Um, not really have any particular time or day when it's going to happen, just kind of whenever I could fit it in. So, um, it was kind of hard for me to pivot because that was, that was definitely, um, one of the games that I really liked. Um, but you know, I've definitely come around to, to some of the other ones. Uh, you know, when I first looked at it, there wasn't really much at all that I liked, but now, um, you know, Detroit, Detroit is, is one that definitely stuck out, uh, from the initial get-go. Uh, it's Minnesota at Detroit, Detroit getting seven. I love that. Um, Detroit is a team that, uh, truthfully hasn't been getting nearly enough love. Um, you know, they, they have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They are currently seven and four against the spread on the season, including four and one against the spread in the last five games. Um, you know, so they've been a value pick all season. A lot of people just don't pay any attention to teams like this because obviously Detroit sucks. <laughs> they don't have a single win, but you you don't have to be good to cover against the spread. And you know the the wheels can fall off bad teams, but like they can also fall off good teams. I mean, I know Pittsburgh isn't great this year, but they were a team that just got dismantled last week. And the same thing with Buffalo two weeks ago. They just got dismantled in a game where they were a touchdown favorite. So it's not like bad teams are the only ones that get blown out. So when you're getting a ton of points all the time with these teams, you know, there's still professional players playing on these teams. Like they're not, it's not like college where it's like, 
you know, you have huge underdogs where that, that just end up losing by 50 because those are amateur players and a lot of them won't become pros unless, you know, we're talking SEC, but even then, you know, like how many pros are on, you know, Mike Leach's team at Mississippi State? Like not a lot, you know, so I think it's important to keep in mind for, you know, many people out there who just, you know, completely disregard some of the lesser teams in the NFL and some of the value that uh, comes with them in terms of a betting perspective. So uh, Detroit, love a lot. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, we're going to work our way through the games that I do like. I'm just going to kind of summarize what, what I do feel comfortable taking. Um, so Detroit, definitely the first game. The other game that I like a lot, um, you know, this is a bit of a different strategy. Um, you know, there's something to be said about, um, Baltimore, you know, I know Lamar didn't play two weeks ago and he played pretty poorly the other night, but Baltimore is coming off, um, two straight wins, two straight covers. Uh, you know, they ended up covering against the bears because it was, it ended up being like a one point spread, uh, with, with, uh, Huntley back there. But again, two straight covers. It's currently Baltimore minus four and a half at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming off a complete, complete dismantle job. Uh, they're one and two uh, against the spread in the last two games. Um, so especially coming off a, uh, you know, coming off a, a complete, a complete, uh, you know, dismantle job against Cincinnati, um, you know, and now with this, Claypool Tomlin shit in the news with all this negativity around Pittsburgh um, divisional game, you know, similar to Minnesota and Detroit uh, division games on the road are not as easy as, you know, people want to believe that they are regardless of how bad the teams are, you know, um, it's happened so many years where, you know, even like, like Brady, like even Brady always had a tough time winning at Miami, regardless of how bad Miami was in a given year. Why? I don't know. It's just the way that things seem to work sometimes. And again, it's the NFL. All these guys are pros. Uh, Steelers, obviously still one of the, still one of the best coach teams in the NFL. Roethlisberger has been horrible, but again, in a division game and a kind of a must win game for Pittsburgh to uh, kind of stay in the mix at 500. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're above 500 at home. Uh, give me Pittsburgh, uh, getting the points. The only, the only thing that, um, you know, I want to kind of work through and decide on is whether or not we're going to tease these teams. Um, because just this morning, I kind of start liking the giants a little bit now too. Um, it's crazy as it sounds, the fact that Jones is getting ruled out or has been ruled out, uh, kind of, kind of makes me like the giants because just think about it this way is like, who knows, like, like all, like the common man has no idea what Daniel Jones is 
true value is to that team, right? Obviously, they like Glennon played a half against Dallas, looked pretty bad, whatever. Um, but in terms of like a betting perspective, how many points does he mean towards the spread? Right now, you know, it already moved to Miami minus five. So they're saying Daniel Jones is worth two and a half points. Um, that, that, I don't, I don't think that, that, like, I think that a lot of people are going to, you know, just see that, oh, well, you know, the Giants don't have their court, their starting quarterback. So, and Miami's, you know, rattled off four straight wins and blah, 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 blah. Um, that makes me kind of like the Giants, as sick as it sounds. They're, Daniel Jones getting ruled out kind of makes me like the Giants, just because it's uh, it's definitely going to be one of the biggest contrarian picks of the week. Dolphins at home, uh, rolling, winning games. Um, Giants don't have their quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like it. Um, that being said... You know, Miami's probably going to win this game, but do they win it by five points or do they win it by 11 points? Because that is an interesting, I I think that that's where my head's leaning towards the official pick of the podcast is throwing the Giants, the Lions and the Steelers into a three team six point teaser. Um. Yeah, so you know what? We're going to have that as the one official bet for this week. We're going to say Giants plus 11, uh, Detroit plus 13, and Pittsburgh plus 10.5. Three-team teaser, uh, getting a ton ton of points. Um, And yeah, we're just going to roll with that this weekend. I like that. I feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, again, everything remains to be seen, staying away from Thursday night football, everything else. There's a lot of big, big, big spreads this week. A lot of good teams playing some bad teams. Chargers Bengals is an interesting game. Uh, you know, I wouldn't touch that. Eagles Jets, uh, Colts Texans. I mean, there's a lot of good teams playing bad teams. Um, yeah. Rams, Jaguars, you know, Niners, Seahawks is interesting. That's another one where, like, Seattle has definitely looked pretty bad and uh, is only getting three and a half, and San Francisco has looked so good that that kind of looks like a – that kind of has a trap game for San Francisco uh, written all over it. But, again, how bad are the Seahawks – like, how much longer – how much – how many – like, I think – it would be foolish not to at least acknowledge the fact that, yeah, Russell Wilson has looked really bad and the Seahawks look very disjointed. But how much longer are we going to wait before, like, you know, kind of the sleeping giant erupts? Like, maybe, like I, I, I don't want to be the guy to bet against the Seahawks when they're struggling and Russell Wilson goes out there um, and throws four touchdowns and has a Russell Wilson that we know type game. So uh, that, I don't know, not crazy about, I like the Seahawks a bit, but again, they've looked, they've looked fucking horrible. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that there's, there's a very, very shaky. Um, if you were hell bent on taking that game, that, that would probably be uh, one game that I, I would, um, 
be semi-interested compared to the rest on the slate here. I would lean Seahawks, but again, not crazy about it. Chiefs Broncos, another, you know, huge line. Um, and then Monday is Patriots Bills. Bills giving two and a half. Again, wouldn't touch that, but that's going to be a great game. Finally, Monday Night Football having like a really good game. Uh, so that's definitely going to be worth watching. But again, um, the pick, the one, the one bet that we're going with this week, um, you know, probably to a fault, we're going to lump in three teams here and one of them's probably going to lose. Um, but again, it's going to be the Giants plus 11, Lions plus 13, and the Steelers plus 10 and a half, the three team teaser. And, um, you know, you get some solid odds on that. Again, probably one team too many, but, um, you know, we're going to take some risks. So, I was told that uh, I should um, segmentize the podcast from a uh, <laughs> from somebody in the industry. Um, so, I, I guess each week we're just going to do... Um, the NFL stuff first and kind of get that out of the way. And then um, we're going to go into, you know, either, either topics that, you know, I've been presented from, you know, people who listen or things that I just kind of come up with on my own. Um, and then, you know, just kind of take it one by one. Um, so, I know something that's been, um, on, you know, at least in the, um, <coughs> in the, uh, you know, popular confines of, uh, you know, pop culture and social media, whatever is this, uh, is this Kyle Rittenhouse situation. So, um, I've been asked to talk about that and give my two cents about that. So, um, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, you know, this kind of stuff, um, you know, it, uh, it breaks my heart, you know, it's like the holiday season and like people are getting so fucking worked up about this shit. And, um, you know, it's, it's sad to see just from a perspective you know, kind of similar to, to what I was, uh, you know, speaking a little bit about in, in the last, um, in the last podcast, because, uh, you know, there, there's so much that, that goes on, um, you know, similar to the social media thing and, that podcast I was talking about where a lot of the um, resources and a lot of the media, you know, kind of um, construes all, all of this stuff that goes on to, to get people to, you know, work themselves up, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the uh, agenda driven type stuff where, you know, you're not really given the clear facts of the case, you're not given, um, you know, the, the clear facts of really anything anymore, regardless of which, which, um, which political side you stand on. You know, my problem is, is that when I see something like this, 
it's so divisive and it's so purposely, I guess, purposely, you know, emphasized and it's talked about nonstop to the point where the more time that people spend talking about this and getting into it, especially with people from, you know, a differing perspective or differing set of values, the, the more, the greater the, that the divide becomes and everything gets so misconstrued in the process. You know, it's like, it's, it's just such a, it's almost like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, where it's just like, you know, the, the sep- the degrees of separation between the two sides and the two, you know, the, uh, the only two factions of opinion, um, from a media's perspective, uh, just get the, the gap just keeps getting wider and wider, which is fucking crazy because it's like, you, like, there is only two factions of opinion, right? Like you are either uh, on the right or on the left. And that, that's not, that, that's not how it should be. Like, if you think about like, you know, like, uh, in the UK, like, like parliament shit, they have like fucking like 20 different parties that you could vote for with 20 different sets of values. Here in America, it's either one or the other. And, you know, that's that's why I, I really don't get involved with this shit because I, I really just try and stay, you know, to my own um, beliefs and own set of values, which, you know, I would say for, you know, for my background and everything, you know, with my parents, like, I come from a extremely, extremely liberal family, but, you know, I think that, you know, what I'm going to talk about a little bit here is kind of an attempt to, you know, disassociate with, uh, with whatever, you know, political leanings you have and kind of, you know, forming your own opinion based on like your own research and your own, um, and your own, uh, you know, delving into a, a, a series of facts and, you know, kind of not uh, just immediately jumping to conclusions based on, you know, your confirmation, confirmation bias or whatever um, leanings you are led to believe. So, you know, when I look at a situation like this, you know, I can't help but think that if you, if anybody were to truly look at this, uh, from a factual and a legal perspective, you know, like I, I refuse to believe that you would be able to come to the conclusion that this kid should be in jail. From a legal standpoint, whether or not like you agree with what his uh, goals were and what he was doing there, et cetera, et cetera, that's a totally different ballgame. Like that has nothing to do with the um, result of this trial whatsoever. And, you know, a lot of it, like when you actually look at the series of events, like, okay, so let's just get into it again. This was a BLM protest for something horrible that happened. Like, well, I'm not going to talk about, you know, what the, you know, the Jacob Blake thing, like, you know, I, I could definitely sympathize with a protest, but I could sympathize with a peaceful protest. The shit that was fucking going on here is completely insane. 
And if you back up arson and the complete just outrage of shit that fucking happened here, like, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I like, I really, if you support that, then I, I, (laughs) I really don't know what to tell you. I'm all for protests, like Colin Kaepernick shit. Like, I didn't really care about all that because like, again, I try not to get involved, but like, I have no problem with that. What he did and like what it's done to his career. I mean, like, I don't, again, I really can't have too much say in it because it's not my hill to die on. But like, that is a good pro, that is a good, solid, peaceful protest. Like I, 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 and people who had a problem with that, I would, I would say the same thing. Like you're crazy if you really have a big problem with this, but on the flip side, fucking blowing shit up and ruining people's businesses is fucked up. My family owns a small business. If some people started rioting about this shit and fucked up their store and bankrupted my family, I would be fucking pissed. And anybody who says otherwise is fucked up in the head. Like, truly. Like, if you put yourself... Everybody wants to say hypotheticals about, well... Put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in his shoes. Put yourself in her shoes. What about... Now, nobody talks about the fucking business owners that are getting their fucking shit blown up by these people. Like, it has nothing to do with black or white. It's right or wrong. And, like, doing that shit, you know, causing riots and unrest is wrong. No matter what. No matter what. I understand and I am all for the cause of raising awareness for whatever, whatever. If you just do it peacefully and whatever, you're go- you're not going to get these fucking situations. Like that's the thing that nobody seems to understand is like all of this police shit like It only happens when bad shit is happening, right? Like, I'm sorry. If you are not breaking the law, I don't care who you are. Most of the time, you are not going to get fucking killed. Most of the time. I'm not saying there is nothing with 100% certainty on this planet. Nothing. On a daily basis, there is absolutely nothing that happens with 100% certainty, except for death and taxes and the sun fucking coming up and going down. Nothing with 100% certainty. We are human beings. Like, there is no fucking way that you are going to make sure that every human is behaving appropriately, whether it's on the police side, whether it's on the civilian side, whether you want to make it a race thing, there is fucking absolutely no way that everybody is always doing the right thing. So there is never going to be 100% certainty. But in all of my 27 years of life, people who don't break the law that you see on a daily basis, just regular everyday people going to work, doing whatever, doing normal shit, not breaking the law. You see these people getting fucking killed? Ever? Ever. No. I like I don't care where you live. 
if you're not breaking the law, the chances of you getting fucked up by somebody, or especially a police officer, is very low. And, you know, the the one, I think it was Ahmaud Aubrey, the, the kid who, who got, you know, uh, basically lynched, like, that shit is fucked up. Not saying that. That's fucked up. But, like, again, everything gets so accentuated and so divisive when it goes on social media because everybody's seeing that one event. This is, like, in our, like, even in the borough of Manhattan, there is so many people here and so much shit that goes on on a daily basis that, like, the percentage of one horrific act in the grand scheme of uh, things that go on on a daily basis is such a minute number that like you or me can't even comprehend it. But it gets so accentuated because of this fucking viral shit, which is so toxic. If we didn't have social media and availability of all of this shit nonstop, uh, I'm not so sure that people would feel as strongly as they do. Actually, I am very hard-pressed to believe that, you know, based on kind of what, I, again, what I was talking about a little bit last time, like this is a huge, this is a huge reason why we find all of this shit happen. Because I, again, I would be completely flabbergasted if somebody were be able, would be able to, to prove to, to tell me and prove to me like, yeah, if if you don't break the law, like you still might get fucking killed out there, or likely, it's likely for you to still get fucking killed out there. Like, no, I don't believe that shit. I don't believe that at all. Certainly, there's profiling. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm with you. Like, there is all of that shit going on, but to this degree, to the point where you know people are fucking blowing up shops and shit and doing this shit absolutely absolutely not so you know this this no matter how this kenosha shit unfolded whether this kid got involved or not was a fucking disaster from the get-go like that that's just that's like this should not have happened to begin with So basically what happens here is that this fucking disastrous riot unfolds and there was some online, you know, chat boards, chat rooms, whatever that started building, you know, in the local area of, you know, basically locals who um, wanted to go out, help the police, you know, solve this riot you know, help, uh, mitigate the, um, you know, the unrest a little bit and protect businesses. And Kyle Rittenhouse was one of those people who got involved in the chat rooms and said, okay, yep, I'm going to go there. I'm going to try and protect, uh, these businesses, especially after I think it was a, um, it was a car dealership dealership that got, um, 
damaged the night before up to $2 million of uh, damage reparations, which is, that's fucking insane. Like, a car dealership doesn't have anything to do with the BLM movement. Why are you fucking tearing this, this, this thing down and the poor people who own it? So this chat arises, these people get involved, uh, you know, was this a good idea on their part? I'm not, I'm not advocating for that whatsoever. You know, I don't think like, I don't think these, like these people getting, that's what the fucking police are for. Like, I, I don't think these people should have gotten involved whatsoever, obviously, but that's what happened. You know, you have, again, on the other side, should they have been fucking blowing car dealerships up? No. Should these people, you know, in these chat rooms gotten involved with suppressing the other people? No. But that's what fucking happened. So what he does is he calls his friend in Illinois, this kid, Don Black, and says, I'm too young to purchase um, a rifle. Uh, can you purchase a rifle for me? And when I come the night of the riot, I will get it from you. He knew this, uh, that he did this strategy because he knew the law clearly states, um, in both Illinois and Wisconsin, uh, excuse me, his friend was from Wisconsin, Kyle's from Illinois. Um, he knew that the laws were as a 17 year old, he could not purchase a rifle or purchase a handgun. And consequently, if you are 17, you could hold a rifle, but you can't hold a handgun. I think the difference between the two, from what I read a little bit about the law and stuff, is that a handgun is used primarily for self-defense or hurting another person. And a rifle you can hold in your hands as a 17-year-old because it's kind of akin to, you know, what if you go hunting with your dad or something like that and you're hunting for deer? Uh, you could legally hold a, a rifle. So, you know, there's some gray area with the law there, but he did not bring the gun there illegally. He did not purchase the gun illegally, and he did not hold the weapon illegally. So all three of those are factually true. Nothing he did holding that gun was illegal. So he gets the gun night of the night of the um night of the riot drives over there gets the gun from his friend and basically you know according to him he went there to protect these businesses and provide medical attention to anybody because he's an aspiring emt so what ends up happening is all of this shit is going down uh and he gets involved into altercations with three people um Basically, the, 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 the first one is this fucking, uh, you know, completely crazed animal. Um, I don't know his first name, Rosenbaum. Um, from what I've read and heard and seen is that this guy showed up um, just as kind of like a... Um, you know, uh, he, he, he was basically on a suicide mission. This guy showed up and was just fucking berserk 
to the point where he was just trying to get somebody to kill him. Um, you know, he was a registered pedophile. He was a horrible, horrible, horrible guy. And again, he was, he was a white, white man. And he went up to Kyle Rittenhouse and just started threatening him, getting in his face and just being a fucking crazy person. And, you know, at one point basically tried to attack Kyle Rittenhouse and he shot. So that's clearly self-defense. And you can challenge me on any of that. Uh, go look it up. Uh, that's, that's what happened in, in few words. That's exactly what happened. And then you had, uh, the other guy, Cuber, uh, basically, thought that Kyle Rittenhouse was an active shooter, according to his girlfriend. She's the one who testified. Thought that Kyle Rittenhouse was an active shooter. And again, went and fucking attacked him. And, you know, Rittenhouse doing, you know, being there with a gun. Yeah, I could understand that. I could understand why this guy thought that he was an active shooter and probably got scared and he tried to protect his girlfriend, whatever. I get it. But... The fact of the matter is, is that this guy ran up to Kyle Rittenhouse unprovoked by Rittenhouse himself and fucking attacked him. Like, what do, what do you think is going to happen? He tried to hit him with, with his fucking, he had like a skateboard, trying to beat him over the head with a skateboard and take the rifle away from him. And again right or wrong, like, was he probably doing the right thing? Like, yeah, probably. Like, probably. Like, I don't have the balls to go up to somebody with a fucking gun and try and disarm them. But, like, if I saw somebody who wasn't a police officer holding a gun, I'd be fucking scared shitless, too. And, but, the fact of the matter is, is that this guy went up to him and attacked him. So what's, what's, if you're Kyle Rittenhouse, what are you supposed to do? If you're from the set of values that you're, you know, acting in good faith being there and this guy comes up to you and fucking attacks you, you have every right to defend yourself. And in a state where you are also legally allowed to have that firearm on you, you, I mean, you you are allowed, legally, you are allowed to do what he did. You know, I'm not, I'm not the type of person where I don't think really anybody but police officers should have fucking guns. Like I'm very, very anti-gun. I think they're one of the worst creations ever made by man, but that's not, that's not for me to decide. You know, I have my opinions on the matter, but like, if you want to have a fucking rifle like this in Wisconsin and defend yourself with it, you are legally allowed to do so. So, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. And there's no denying that. And then the third encounter was with this uh, Grosskreutz guy. He's the one that survived. The other two died. Again, both of the other two were white men. Um, this guy, also another white man, um, this guy, um, basically was, 
another um, another you know armed protester. Um, you know he had he had a gun on him, and um, he kind of was under this the um, same assumption too. Um, he also believed that Rittenhouse was an active shooter. Um, Grosskreutz, on the other hand, was, like I said, he was carrying a handgun, which was not permitted and actually was illegal. So he approached, um, Kyle Rittenhouse, um, and basically, you know, pointed his gun at him. Um, so Rittenhouse again, defended himself. So, you know, there was belief that, um, you know, this Grosskreutz guy, um, you know, uh, approached Kyle Rittenhouse peacefully. But if you look into it, he literally said at the testimony, he openly admitted himself testifying on behalf of himself as the only survivor that he pointed his illegal handgun at Kyle Rittenhouse. Again, whether or not this should have happened or was a morally sound to do, thing to do was to just immediately turn around and shoot this fucking guy, I don't know. I wasn't there, but it sounds hectic as fuck. So I don't know what to tell you on behalf of that from a moral perspective, but legally, Cow Rittenhouse was well within his rights to, again, shoot this guy. From a black and white legal perspective, shouldn't have used black and white, but it's too late now. From a binary perspective of legal or illegal, Kyle Rittenhouse, all three confrontations, well within his right to fire his gun at these people in a matter of self-defense. And there is absolutely no debate to that. That that whole notion is that he uh, of that he is guilty is by definition of the law completely false. Now, whether or not you know you wanna you know look at the defense versus the prosecution and you know their arguments, et cetera, et cetera. This is what happened. These are the facts of the case as presented. Again, you weren't there. I wasn't fucking there. This is what's presented. Based on what's presented, it is factual that Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty. Based Again, based on the evidence that's presented. And there's no arguing that. A lot of what people are arguing is that, again, a hypothetical. It's like, well, you know, if he if he wasn't a white kid, then you know he would, uh, you know, then he would be in jail. Blah blah blah. You don't fucking know that. You don't know that. Nobody. Know. How could you say that? One thing that I saw in researching this a little bit was like one of the most 
liked popular tweets about all this shit was from fucking Khloe Kardashian saying, you know, like Kyle Rittenhouse should be in fucking jail. This is a, you know, a, a complete, uh, uh, this is a, um, you know, a complete mishap and of the United States uh, justice system and shows exactly why we need reform, blah, blah, blah. Her fucking dad defended O.J. Simpson. <laughs> and like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. And on top of that, like, O.J. Simpson killed two people in fucking... Well, I can't say killed because he was acquitted too. O.J. Simpson is a black man, uh, 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 was accused of killing two white, like, celebrity white people in fucking cold blood. Not in self-defense, in fucking cold blood because they were fucking, because his wife was cheating on him. Showed up there and fucking killed them. That's what he was accused of. Like there was no, there was no argument of self-defense there. Just showing up in fucking pure anger and cold blood and killing two people. Kyle Rittenhouse was in a very hectic, uh, unstable environment protecting himself. That's, that's, that's kind of what he, what, what the case was about, right? I'm not saying... Again, I wasn't there, so I can't definitively tell you what he did or what he didn't do or what his motives were. I can't, none of us should be able to speculate that. That's what's wrong about all of this is the speculation. But the court, the, the, the case based on OJ was showing up and killing people in, in cold blood. And the case about Kyle Rittenhouse was whether or not he was defending himself in civil unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you can't tell me that in 1994, you know, OJ as a black man, 27 years ago, was acquitted of that. So you're going to, you, as many cases as, as both sides want to point to of how fucked up the justice system is, it's almost like, a, it's almost like, it's almost like an equal showing. It's like, it's like, well... You know, uh, what about this? If you're, um, if you're a, uh, you know, a uh, left-wing person, you'd be, well, what about this case where this guy went to jail for all these years for doing something that's not so bad? And on the, on, and on the other side, you could, there's probably millions of cases and examples that you could say to try and refute uh, the other claim. That's what nobody seems to understand, and that's what I really want to talk about is that nobody can accept that maybe maybe things aren't as bad as we want them to believe regardless of which political forefront you stand on maybe things if we just accepted the fact that maybe things aren't as bad as we as we are led to believe then it would stop a lot of this hatred You know, my parents always talk, you know, my dad grew up in the 60s, my mom mostly in the 70s. 
you know, there, there wasn't any of this shit. You know, you had old school people, you know, with old school beliefs, no doubt, but you didn't have this mass hysteria because you didn't have TV, you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have all these things so readily available to, to inspire hatred. And, you know, when you walk down the street, even today, most of the time, like I was saying before, all you have, all of these people, when you get out of your apartment, when you get off the computer, when you get off your cell phone and look around, nine, I don't know what the percentage of people are, but I know from my standpoint, 99% of the people I see are law-abiding citizens that are just going about their way and doing whatever it is they need to do. And none of this fucking, you know, shit is happening. Like, I don't know, nobody knows what these people think, you know, deep down, what their uh, moral values are, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I don't see, I don't see shit, like, bad shit going on. But when you get involved with the media, it's like they all they want to tell you about it is all of this bad shit going on. This is a very specific, terrible event that happened. And we are led to believe that this shit fucking people are racist. And on the flip side, people are fucking blowing up stores left and right every goddamn day. That's what the feeling is. And that's just not true. That's just not true at all. Racism in America isn't going to end whether or not fucking Kyle Rittenhouse went to jail or not. And if you think that that would change fucking anything, again, I don't know what to tell you. I'm here to tell you that you should think for yourself and think about you know, your, your, uh, six foot radius of things that you can control around you. Deleting Twitter was the best thing that I've ever done because I know for me as a person, like, you know, I, I really don't, you know, I have my, you know, value system of, you know, again, a very liberal value system for the most part. But, you know, politics, I think, is different from a value system at this point. It's like, what team are you on? And I'm on nobody's team. I try and see things through my own lens and, you know, try and see the facts of, you know, things that are presented and, and, you know, kind of see where I stand on it. You know, again, I, I... I'll be the first one to tell you that Kyle Rittenhouse probably like not probably he shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have had a gun. He shouldn't have been doing any of the shit that he was doing, but neither should have any, any of the fucking rioters or protesters. Like they shouldn't have been doing that shit either. I said it before. I'll say it again, but that's what happened. Right. And by the facts and the evidence and the law, like this kid is not guilty. And if you can't accept that, then you should then you should do some uh, some interior soul searching and and try and figure out you know what <laughs> why why 
you just refuse to accept that bad shit can happen. Like I'm here, like we're all fucking people, right? None of us, none of us are good people. Like it's innately hum- human to say bad shit, do bad shit, um, and make mistakes. I mean, that's what we're all about, right? Even the fucking, you know, even Mr. Rogers, I'm sure, had some fucking devils in him, right? All you can do is try and control the shit around you. Like, people get so worked up about, you know, a case like this, but, you know, they spend all their time on the phones that, like, if someone drops their groceries next to them or, like, you know, some, like, peaceful homeless guy is like, you know, trying to do good deeds out there in the world, you know, to, uh, earn a couple dollars so he can eat. People will ignore those situations, focus on the bad and really not do anything about it. And I'm not here to sit on a soapbox and tell you how great I am. That's the, that's the last thing, you know, I never want to fucking, post on my Instagram about all the great things that I'm doing because that's that's not doing anything, right? And I'm not telling anybody what they should or shouldn't do. I just in, in, encourage, implore anybody to maybe think about, just think about it. Think about what, you know, what you do, where you stand, what you can do to maybe change some of these things. Or at least change you know, your own, uh, your own, um, you know, motives or, you know, some of the people around you, you know, a lot of people don't care. I mean, truthfully, like, I like (laughs) how much do I care? Uh, Not really. I don't really care about much when it comes to this stuff. Like this is not, this is not a huge driving force for me. Um, you know, in terms of speaking like globally, you know, I, I I don't get, I I really don't care about these global causes because again, I I really don't know if they're going anywhere. And, um, you know, that's just me personally, but, you know, my goal is like a teacher and, uh, an actor. A uh, an af- a, a uh, popular uh, podcaster here is to just ask some of these questions. You know, if you're happy doing what you're doing and getting involved with this shit and being fucking pulling your hair out about this shit, then good. Uh, I'm not like it's not gonna stop. So like, if you want to be a part of it, be my guest. Um, but. You know, some of these things, if if one person can just at least maybe acknowledge the fact that maybe they should do some inner soul searching or, or uh, reflection towards seeing kind of what, what, what they're about. And if, you know, maybe they've been going about their value system the wrong way, then, you know, maybe I've done my job. You know, all, all I want to do is to just get people to think for their own, you know, I'm not here to tell again, like celebrities, they're here to like, so many people are here to tell you what's right. and What's wrong. Like, fuck that. 
That's ultimately what I'm saying. Is fuck that. Fuck what people tell you. If you think fucking Kyle Rittenhouse is a fucking piece of shit, then God bless you. But don't think that he's a fucking piece of shit because somebody told you to think he's a fucking piece of shit. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want. I mean, you know, I'm going to be a math teacher, so I'm not obviously not going to be like, you know, fuck the man. Like, no, that's not what I'm going to be doing on a daily basis. But don't do things that people tell you that you should be doing, you know, or thinking. I'm not saying, like, fucking, obviously, I'm not a huge proponent of rioting or revolting. Like, nah, I'm not crazy about that. But, like, think for your own. Believe believe your own feelings. Don't believe your feelings just because you're getting fucking worked up by some shit you're reading on Twitter or seeing on the news. Because that, like, whether you know it or not, like, that's what, that's what I've been trying to say is that like you're you're just becoming you're you're just going right into it like you're just falling right into the arms of you know the the um the media and the tech companies like you're just falling right into their lap and doing what they what what they want you to do do your own research do your own, you know, thinking. And, uh, and I think that, you know, you might, you might be surprised by what you, um, you know, how, how you, you know, find yourself falling into different, uh, you know, different, different beliefs and different categories. I mean, for me, like, you know, 10 years ago, I was, you know, uh, in high school and even in college, like, you know, so about Obama and even in 16, like, you know, with Hillary, I I didn't know, you know, it was just like, that was just, that was what I was about. Right. And then I don't know if it was maybe just because I've been getting older. I I don't know. I I truly do not know where I started to just say, you know, hold on, wait a second here. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad things that are going on, um, you know, on both sides of the spectrum. And let me try and, you know, feel comfortable about how I feel about a lot of these things for myself. I don't know what happened, but I will say that it's rewarding to kind of, uh, you know, be, be informed and, and be, um, you know, be uh, an, an individual uh, thinker. And... Um, Again, I, I, I'm not telling anybody that, that that's what they should do. But if you're interested in something like that, I'm here to talk about it amongst many other things. So, um, 
so yeah i mean that's uh that's pretty much it i know that this was uh it's a bit of a uh controversial uh topic but uh sometimes that's what you got to do to get uh <laughs> to get some more uh you know uh boots on the ground some more clicks um that was the only topic you know i asked people again what the fuck do you want me to talk about that was like the only thing that i got of actual substance so um you know you could blame a very loyal listener for that but i think it's good i think uh having a uh having a dialogue about this having some people uh listen to something like this who wouldn't normally listen to it just because they're trying to be good friends is uh is also a good uh you know a good um a good result of this so um yeah i hope uh i hope this maybe uh you know it's what is it it's fucking uh wednesday almost 11 o'clock in the morning that's usually a shitty time of the week hopefully uh, you know once i get this out it'll help uh it'll help help some uh, good people out there kill an hour of their uh their shitty wednesday and uh, i know it certainly has done that done the same for me selfishly you know sit here and talk about this shit for an hour is definitely <laughs> Definitely, definitely something good to kill part of my day. So um, for anybody who listens to this, thank you for listening. Um, Anybody who wants to talk about this stuff, um, you know where to reach me. Um, And, uh, you know, I really, I really do hope as more of a, you know, um, a, I guess maybe more of a, uh, serious episode in an otherwise stupid podcast uh i hope um you know maybe maybe you uh maybe somebody found a little bit of value in it i don't don't fucking know but that's that anyway thanks for listening